Well, hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 810, early morning, and um, I just finished my first session uh, for Let's, uh, Let's Move Cardinia, letsmovecardinia.com if you wanna see the details of that. This is a free program I'm giving back to the community. Two sessions a week of 30 minutes of training uh, streamed online just to help people because we're still locked down. We're gonna be locked down for some time to come. Uh, all the gyms are closed. Um, so it was just my way of giving back to, to people at a, a convenient time for them. Uh, so today was the first session. Uh, so every Tuesday and Thursday for half an hour, uh, sorry, Tuesday and Saturday at 6 a.m. for half an hour. Uh, so if you're listening to this now and you want to jump on board, please do so. Uh, it is like I've set it up for the Cardinia region, but look, honestly, um, whoever wants to come, uh, if you live on the other side of the world and you want to attend at 6 a.m. Melbourne, Australia time, depending on where you are in the world, feel free to do that. You just got to go to uh, letsmovecardinia.com and register there and you'll get sent the uh, the streaming link and you can just easily just jump on board and uh, yeah I would love to love to see you there uh, so yesterday some challenges that I'm facing right now uh, so uh, the homeschooling and uh, my youngest one is falling a little bit behind in in some of her schoolwork and I've been letting her self-manage uh, her time and everything uh, but starting to see that, you know, she's not really enjoying uh, the, well, every subject that she does and uh, kind of rushing through things. And uh, because it's all computerized, uh, I haven't been paying any attention to, uh, to it because I've been letting herself manage and just ask her, you know, have you got any homework? How's it going? She said, no, it's all, all okay. But actually there's... Um, uh, a reasonable amount that's just kind of just it's falling by the wayside so I had a look at it uh, yesterday uh, with her mum and we were putting in place a, a bit of a strategy to uh, you know get through and to get through it and get her caught up and everything and uh, it's it's a bit of a challenge uh, because obviously I've got to get across what it is that needs to be done and then uh, be sitting with her and helping her with uh, last night it was maths and then there was some uh, some music stuff and some sciencey type stuff as well and um, you know uh, it got me thinking about uh, yeah what's the root cause of this so we had a good talk yesterday and uh, look I I didn't enjoy school uh, I wasn't good at it I struggled with it and um, my teachers weren't awesome, and there wasn't a lot of support. You either, I don't know, I lived in an era where you had question time during class. You didn't really ask questions outside of class time. And you had the textbook, and that was it, and your friends. And so if you didn't learn in that process, then you didn't learn. And so I, I struggled with uh, concepts and I didn't enjoy many of the subjects either. So uh, I struggled with that. I enjoyed maths, I enjoyed the accounting side, hence going on to be an accountant um, because they were more formula driven and that kind of stuff. I didn't, I, I didn't mind geography. I liked maps and 
um, you know, knowing where places were and that kind of thing. But uh, the history that we learned, I didn't enjoy. Science, I didn't get. Uh, English, I, you know, reading Macbeth and Shakespeare and doing those kinds of stuff. I didn't see how that was ever going to have any relevance in my life. Um, so I, I struggled. And music wasn't relevant to me because I was learning the bagpipes. And we had to learn the recorder for crying out loud, the most horrible instrument ever invented. So um, it just, they weren't relevant to me. And I had trouble fitting into, into that mould. So it wasn't until I went on to do my accounting degree that I started to really enjoy it and do subjects I enjoyed. Saying that, there were subjects in there that I didn't enjoy as well. Uh, but by the, the main, I enjoyed them because I could see how those subjects were stepping stones through to getting through to my degree and getting through to a job and chartered accounting and then, you know, a career and, and so forth. Uh, so I was kind of fast-tracking all that in my head and thinking, okay, so how does this uh, uh, relate to Olivia and how can I help her, uh, you know, get across this uh, better? But the main thing about having fun in the process, so I was talking to her about, you know, what would be an incentive program to help her feel good about doing her, uh, you know, doing her homework and staying up to date. And I said, well, that's your homework for today as well, to think about all of that. And so um, by the end of the day, she'd thought of, a, um, you know, a couple of things, like she, she likes... Um, like calligraphy pens and, and stuff. So she said, oh, maybe uh, some brush calligraphy pens. And I said, okay, well, that's something that's, uh, you know, nice, nice to work towards. So today we'll work out maybe what the, what the process is. I just, uh, yeah, I don't want her to, you know, dislike school. And I think when we had a, a chat yesterday about the fact that, look, I didn't enjoy it and these were the reasons why, like I, I just outlined then. And I said, uh, I can see how one of the subjects and one of the tasks, I said, yeah, I can see how you can see that this has no relevance for what it is that you want to be doing in your life. But, um, you know, part of it's just a problem solving and, and doing the work as well. And I guess trying to... Uh, just have conversations so that she doesn't end up in the same, same place in her head at such a, an early age with her schooling and not enjoy the process of schooling. Uh, so um, we had some good discussions on that. And it just means that I've got to be more across it and uh, yeah, having more open conversations and just keeping, keeping more tabs and um, yeah, my eldest, Emily, her mum is, um, is very, very good academically and was very good at maths and stuff. So she's been coming over and helping Emily with her maths because she's, Emily's under a, a bit of pressure to learn. They just put a, a maths test on them yesterday and they've got like four different chapters of, of work to be learning. And it's, uh, it's a little bit tricky, just new, just new concepts. And each chapter is, is different and they've got to learn all of it by, uh, what's today? Today's Tuesday, so they've got another today and tomorrow to do some study after school uh, to learn it and then get across it. So she's a bit stressed 
about that. She's she's quite a clever cookie, but um, she's getting she's getting a bit stressed about this, and um, she's got to work uh, work hard at it. And she's in year nine, so it's starting to get a little bit harder each year, and I think it's just starting to take a bigger step up uh, for them. And uh, like I was helping Olivia with her maths last night, and I guess this is the, maths was one of my, my stronger subjects, uh, but this is the thing about uh, learning processes and formulas and, and that kind of stuff, and just finding a different way to articulate it so a child can understand it. So yesterday, uh, one of the examples was, um, they were talking about, oh, it was like a, a maths question with a, a radar gun, the police had a radar gun. And they said that at this particular point, the, the car was so many metres away, and in 0.6 seconds later, it was this far away. How many metres a second was it travelling? So uh, Liv said, oh, I, I just don't know. And I said, well, let's break it down into pieces. And so I used visuals and put out three, you know, like drink bottles. And I said, so it's, the cars travel from here to here and the police person is here. I said, let's break it down. Forget about the answer, but let's just break it down into pieces. And I said, what's the distance between, what's this distance, the first one? And she said what it was, because that was the furthest point. I said, and what's this distance? And she said, it's, it's that. And I said, right. So I said, what do you think we need to, to work out and uh, between these two points? And she said, well, how far we've traveled? And I said, yeah. So I said, so how far is that? But she said, but I don't know how to work out the speed. I said, don't worry about that yet. I said, let's break it down into in components. I said, first thing is you have to work out how far they've traveled. So let's do that. So she worked that out. And then I said, okay, so then you know that they've, what else do you, actually I said, what else do you need to know? And, and um, she needed a bit of help with that. And I said, so we need to know the time. So I said, what is uh, the other element that we know? And she said, well, 0.6 of a second. And I said, that's right. And so then I said, so how far have we traveled in that time? And she said the wrong answer. I said, no, think about what was between these two points? And she said that. And I said, yeah. She said, oh, do I divide that by that? And I said, yeah, that's right. And so she worked that out. And I said, yeah, there's your answer. And then she looked it up and it was right. And it's like, oh, wow, that's right. And then working out the next steps from the one she had that answer. <clears throat> Basically, if you got that answer wrong, the next two were going to be wrong. Um, but she got them right. So that was, that was good. So um, what was good from my perspective was problem solving. And yeah, I don't remember all the formulas and all that kind of stuff, but just breaking something down into uh, a simple way that you can understand. And isn't life like that? This is what I, I often say to the kids. I said, yeah, look, maybe whatever you go on to do in life, maths won't matter. But what it's, or what it's doing is teaching you that there's a formula. And I said, what I love about maths is that once you know the formula, you'll always get the right answer if you keep using the right formula. And um, to me, that's an exciting prospect. You, you will always get the right answer. 
but also you, you follow a logical sequence and it's about how do you solve a problem. So there was no formula that I could think of to solve the question from yesterday. So I'm sure there's one that exists. But I said, well, let's just break it down into logical parts. And here's the first part. Here's the second part. Divide that by that, you get the answer and bang. That's how many meters a second they're traveling. And I think uh, we, we can overcomplicate things uh, when it comes to, comes to life and where most of us are not very good at problem solving. But sometimes perhaps we need to go back to our um, primary school or high school, uh, she's in year seven, but um, high school thinking about, well, how would we break that down into a, a logical thinking part to come up with a, a better solution uh, to it? And I think one of the things with, uh, like with maths, for instance, it gets you to think in a way that you don't normally think. It's activating a different part of your brain, I think. Um, that, that number crunching, so probably the left side thinking of your of your brain. Now for some people, that part is engaged very easily, like, well, like myself, like um, the girl's mum, because we're both accountants and, uh, you know, had an affinity with numbers. So we're more uh, drawn to that side of our brains, I guess, as opposed to if you go on the other side and you think of, uh, say, an artist, for instance, an artist that paints and draws and does all or that kind of creativity uh, is probably going to be less engaged with the left side and more engaged with the right side of their brain. Uh, so they might have to think a little bit harder. It might not come as natural, but if they were to draw something, then that would come really simple uh, for them. Whereas for me, it would be like, man, I got no idea. I'm stopping at stick figures, you know, I'm not, not good at that. And both the girls are very good creatively, like a drawing and that kind of stuff arty crafty stuff that comes so naturally to them um, but maybe some of this other side is a little bit more tricky because it's just harder thinking if it doesn't come naturally to you uh, so I know I, I know from uh, my career my corporate career and the people that I've worked with uh, before I've worked with oh, dozens and dozens of different people either alongside, underneath, or uh, you know, they've worked underneath me. And one thing's for sure, most people do not have very good problem solving skills. They just don't know how to solve problems because, well, maybe they've just never been pushed to solve problems before. And I guess we're living in a world now where the way of solving problems is just so different to what it used to be. And for instance, if I use this example, I remember uh, doing assignments uh, for school. And what you would have to do is, let's just say it was, um, let's just say it was a, oh, no, I'll go something harder than geography. Okay, let's say it was a history, a history um, type of question. First of all, what you would have to do is wait for the library to be open. Unless you had a set of encyclopedias 
you know, they used to sell encyclopedias door to door. And um, my grandparents, they had a set of encyclopedias. So sometimes uh, we got to go to their place and if they'd let you use the encyclopedias, you could grab the encyclopedia and look it up. But in most cases that wasn't possible. So you'd wait for the library to be open. You'd go to the library, then you would pull, go over to the drawer where you know, the big long drawers, some of you will be able to relate to this. They have big long drawers, rows and rows of them, where you pull out the long drawer and they'd have cards in there. And you'd search through the cards in alphabetical order to find, uh, or to have a look at the book that you were looking for. So if it was history, for instance, you might look up history. I know, let's just say it was about Ned Kelly, for instance. You might look up history, then Ned Kelly, or maybe you couldn't find anything there. So you'd look up M and look up under Ned Kelly. Or, so let's just say you found, you found the card. So the card would have a number on it. So you then have to remember, write down that number because you couldn't take the card out. You'd have to remember that number and then go over to the bookshelf and try and find that book. And a lot of the time the book wasn't in the right place. So that's supposed to be in the right sequence and everything. And you would, you would find the book if you were lucky then you would open the book and then you would search through the book to see if you could find what you wanted. And if you couldn't find what you'd want, you'd put that back and maybe around that book, you'd find some other books just like it, maybe. And this process would go on. But let's just say you couldn't find what you wanted. Would you go back to the drawer and then you would try and find another book? And so you'd rattle your head thinking about, oh, so what else would it be covered under? And you'd look up A and look up Australian explorers or, um, sorry, Australian uh, bushrangers or something like that, if you're looking for Ned Kelly. So that was the process that it would take. Now, in theory, that could take a few days because you could say, okay, I'm gonna do that today, but you go to school and the, the library's closed, or you go to school and that book is out and it won't be back for a couple of weeks or you try and find a different book. And so it can take quite a long time. Now, you jump on Google, and then within in about 0.6 of a second, you've got a whole bunch of answers right there. So you haven't really had to think too much about it, you've just typed it in. And uh, in many ways, this is not teaching us a very good uh, problem-solving uh, you know, problem-solving process because uh, I can even fall into this as well. And the kids might ask me something. I think, oh, I'm not really sure what the answer to that is. And rather than take the time to just force myself to think, I'll say, oh, let me type this in and see what comes up. So, oh, there it is. There's the answer there. And so you can become a little bit lazy. And I think this is the danger uh, with uh, the way that we are... I suppose, raising our kids now and even what we're doing with ourselves. And, you know, they talk about artificial intelligence and, uh, you know, what the future robots and everything will be. Well, effectively now, uh, we, are, uh, we have artificial intelligence built into us. It's just a slight extension of us. I mean, we pick up the phone and do it, but how many of us really, our lives are our phones, we live it through our phone. We're Googling, whatever. So effectively, we're using Google as our brain. 
uh, we've just got the ability to type in the search and everything. So we're really already living like that. It's just it's not physically implanted in us uh, right now, but it won't be long before we see that technology probably physically in our body somewhere. Uh, it might sound, sound far-fetched, but um, it's probably not as far away as we may think it is. So it's, uh, yeah, it's an... I know it's just it's an interesting interesting process I think so it's been testing me the last couple of days with um, yeah changing my thinking around what I need to be doing to provide additional support as the kids are getting are getting older and uh, the, their schooling is becoming a little bit more intense and it's different at home as well because they don't uh, have the level of support that they would normally have at school. And I don't think the school teachers realise how much uh, pre extra pressure it does put on uh, the family home as well to be uh, picking up uh, the slack, if you like, of what uh, is normally done at school. Um, so it's not, it's not an easy task, especially like, um, like the girl's mum, she is... Uh, she works as an accountant, so she's uh, working four or five days a week now. I think she's working. And so she's got all her work commitments as well as, uh, you know, helping out with the kids' homework. And me, through the day, um, the, the kids are normally sitting right next to me and while I'm trying to run my business, do all my things, and, uh, you know, try my best to answer their questions and make sure that they're staying on top of things. It's... It's certainly not an easy, an easy task to, to do effectively. Um, we do the best that we can, but it makes you realise just how much they need to be at school to be able to get the attention that they need. And I guess it's probably a better environment, a better learning environment for them because all the people around them, generally speaking, are learning at the same time. And uh, the focus is just a little bit more, more there. Uh, I think the uh, also uh, we're not completely across absolutely everything that that needs to be done. Um, so, well, I certainly haven't been, and I've been leaving that up to up to the kids. And uh, maybe I just need to be well, not maybe I need to be stepping in a little bit more and just uh, being across it. I know their mum is is more across, has been more across it than. I have, and it's just made me realise that I need to step up my game a little bit and uh, get more across what they're doing so that I can have a, a greater impact. So maybe I've just let things slide there a little and, uh, yeah, just need to devote more time in there. So, yeah, interesting. It got me thinking about the next few years as they go into VCE and then university if that's what they choose to do and how much um, you know time from the parent that you actually need I was saying to the girl's mum last night I said I it's one of the reasons why I, I didn't enjoy school and struggled was because I just didn't have the support there and so if you if you don't have the support you don't have the the answers you keep getting things wrong uh, you tend not to enjoy it. 
because I guess we, we like success and if you're not getting success and you don't understand you know, exactly what it is that you should be doing, then you kind of stop. You, you're not driven to be successful. So, uh, always learning, always looking for ways to get better outcomes uh, for myself and for um, the, the family as well. And so I just need to uh, make some adjustments there to, to make sure that I'm, I'm more of a supportive, a supportive uh, role model um, for the kids. So it's interesting, uh, as you go through life, uh, for those of you that have been following me for a while, I'm very big on uh, continuous improvement. Always looking for ways to uh, get better out of myself. And um, I guess this is just a, another one, uh, looking at saying, well, how do I become a better a role model, a better a support for my kids? And um, this is one of them, just to be stepping up a little bit more uh, in the, the homeschooling side of things and supporting them in their, uh, their homework. I think the reality is they, they may go back to school this year, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking that it won't. Uh, the number of COVID cases ha came down again yesterday to 35, but then wouldn't you know it? Just this morning, they're talking about a cluster of new cases that is out near me. It's not in my uh, suburb, uh, but it's a few suburbs over, and they're worried about a cluster. There, I mean, they're talking about a cluster of nine nine cases, but um, the the numbers are still uh, too high uh, right now. Uh, but if they continue to decline, then uh, maybe the kids can go back by November, but they'll only be back for a month, and then they're on holidays again. I think they've. Uh, I think it's this Friday, they go on two weeks school holiday, uh, so uh, then they're scheduled to go back in, in October, the start of October for school again. But homeschooling, and probably homeschooling for a month until it's even considered the minimum amount of time before they would go back to school. Um, so we'll see. Uh, my, my feeling is that we'll be homeschooling for the whole year. Things will probably step up a little bit more uh, for them as we get closer to the end of the year in terms of the, um, yeah, the intensity of what they're learning. So um, yeah, it just means I've got to take a bit more time away from uh, what I would have focused on and, and directed more to, uh, to the kids to help support them. It's just one of those things that you just need to shift your time from, from time to time, depending on what you've got going on, and try and, um, I guess, tilt your time towards the thing that requires focus at the time. And know that you ever get that life balance as such. I think that's a, a little bit of a misnomer. People talk about life balance. I just don't know that you ever get that balance right. Anyone that's an entrepreneur will probably understand that. I think you, you're always probably spending more of your time uh, in your business or you know, driving those things, but it's about uh, being able to, I would say, tilt, uh, tilt your time to that area that needs it when, when that uh, appropriate time comes.
and uh, this is interesting. So I'm, there's a guy at the front of my place and uh, he's doing the right thing. The dog has just taken a dump on the front lawn, but he is picking it up. I was just waiting to watch that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, just, I think you've got to tilt your time from like a set of scales, really. I don't know that you ever get that, that balance right. Uh, it's either um, like yesterday, last night, I finished the work that I needed to do. And then, uh, so there was no time to, towards uh, the kids and helping them with their homework. And then that was finished. And then all my time was with them helping them with the, with the homework. But over the, if you look at the, the whole balance of the day, it was definitely balanced towards uh, work and client-facing time and that kind of stuff. And say, well, does that make it right? You want to get that balance right? Well, I don't know that you're ever going to get, you know, like 50-50 because let's face it, we're spending more time, even if you're an employee, you're spending more time at your job than you are uh, with your family. Um, I think for me, the, the key is about being present when you are there and uh, being there because you want to be there. You know, that heartfelt energy, uh, that's to me is what, what's important and impactful as opposed to just being present, uh, sorry, as it, just being physically somewhere, but you're not actually present. So yeah, that's my closing thought for the day. So wherever you are in the world, you have a great day. And we covered a lot of things in this podcast today, a lot of different things, each one kind of a, a relevant topic. But um, for me, I think the, the message is continuous improvement for yourself. And for me, looking for ways that I can be a better support for my kids is also part of it. Often we don't look at how can we support someone in a better way. And uh, that's my, my learning lesson from yesterday, which I'm bringing into today as well. So be safe wherever you are in the world. Uh, further updates uh, from some people this morning. I haven't read all their messages, but just saw the, the headlines come through. That, uh, you know how it comes up on your phone? You can see the first couple of lines. Um, I have a, a good uh, friend that's in Oregon, and uh, he says that the nearest fires are about... He says 30 miles from him, so what's that, about 40, 50 k's away from him. Um, so that's still a reasonable way, and he says he's safe. And uh, my friend in California, uh, she's safe as well. Um, but I think people just appreciate you checking in. I mean, it's, it's uh, in this world that we, we live in now, uh, everybody is so, uh, so close, really and that really getting across those world events is, is really important because you want to check in with people. Because I know when the fires were going on here, even though they were you know, not that close to me, I could see the smoke and some days we were full of smoke, uh, we weren't in physical danger. But people were checking in because they hear about fires in Australia and in Victoria and they know that that's where I am, so they check in. So I think it's really nice. Uh, to, you know, you got to care about others. Anyway, that could go on a whole other podcast. So you have a great day wherever you are in the world. Take care. See you tomorrow.